The following is a fourth hand production. 80 podcast. I'm your host. My name is Tack Van Sickle, and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, what we do here is we take the episode, we break it down, we roll it around in some flour, then drop it in a fryer for about four minutes till it's nice and crispy and brown, and hot, and plate it nice and piping hot just for you. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Season 1, Episode 19, entitled The Big Sprain. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go and watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Uh, the Birdie Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. My guest today is an Oklahoma... Oklahoma... I can't even say it. Oklahoma meter man, a husband and father... And he's also the host of Happy Horror Coffee Break, a podcast that is everywhere. Words? I can't words. This is weird. Okay. It's a good thing it's not being recorded, man. I know. God. (laughs) I could just just take one and go back and start again, but you know what? Fuck it. All right. The host of Happy Horror Coffee Break, a podcast that is everywhere podcasts are available. God, I worded that weird. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome Brandon McFadden to the show. God, just get out here. <laughs> I'm here. Save me. Let me save take me. over the show. This is my show now. <laughs> yeah, you take over. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> so, hey, did you want me so on the show or do you want my character, my Boris Orlock character? Because I can do it either way, man. Oh, shit. You should have asked me that before. I should have asked you that before. Anyway, I can, I can, we'll I can jump in and out. He's, we're both here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> so, since you brought it up, Happy Horror Coffee Break podcast, what is that about for our listeners who don't know? So, I think it was like four or five years ago. I didn't even know really what a podcast was. My friend got me into the first one I started listening to his last podcast on the left. Oh, yeah, I love that show. They do a thing once in a while where they don't have anything to talk about, and they'll just go and read creepypasta stories online. Yeah, the side stories. They do the side stories episodes, yep. I do. Uh, I, I started out, uh, and I went back recently and listened to some of my first episodes, and it's just very cringeworthy. And like, it is now, but it was <laughs> it was yeah. bad, because I would just read the stories online, and then I would go back and... Yeah. and uh, uh, had my friends start doing it before, but I had started adding uh, music to it. Mm-hmm. Terrible jokes, nothing from that. And then I decided <laughs> the uh, very last episode I was going to do and be done with it was a. Uh, I went back and found the transcript of War of the Worlds, the original one that uh, mm-hmm. Orson Welles did. Yeah. And I, uh, I just did that. I did the whole show, did the sound effects, did the voices, everything like that. And I was like, you know what? This is actually more fun than what I'm doing. So. I started doing that, <laughs> taking the creepy boss stories, turning them into scripts, and acting them out as show as a radio dramas. 
<clears throat> that's so cool. Going back to the old 1940s, 1930s radio shows like The Shadow and stuff like that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was listening to an episode earlier tonight, and uh, it was kind of creepy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you, you, did you hear? You br- it was, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Let me look it up on my phone. Because it was a word that I was like, what's that word? Um, hold on. <laughs> I think it's something to do with uh, Englander or something or other. Oh, Englandular secretions. That's it. Eng- Englandular. Yeah. No, well, last season was nothing but what uh, I had an idea that I was going to do. I, I went to my analytics page. I, I, I host through Anchor, and it shows you all your analytics of wherever everybody listens to it. So I took the top ten places that most listen to my show, and I did a special episode for just that area. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I found nice. somebody from that area, like a podcast or something, and, and brought them on to help read a story, and then found a band from that area and played their song at the mm. end of the show. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, who was the uh, English guy telling the story? That was Mark Jeffrey, the Mark Jeffrey podcast show. He does his own little, uh, he's got a show in England that is just, just uh, he interviews podcasters, basically, and then other people, just to add. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was pretty good. Like, He did a uh, real good job. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it was nice with the, uh, like, your... I don't know if it was in, if every show starts off with that intro because that was the only episode I listened to and I do apologize. Um, I will continue to keep listening, but it was like just creepy and weird sounds and music, and it was just like, man, this guy's bringing the creep factor up to eleven. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I I I kind of it's evolved over the past couple of years, and it's uh, there's some things that stuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Eerie's the robot assistant is one of those things. <laughs> is there anything like Seabot? <laughs> you know what? It's a coincidence because I didn't even know that I didn't even start listening to their show until after I started mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's good. <laughs> so okay, so you talked about now. Are all these from Creepy Pastas, or are these, some of these any of these original stories, or? I, I've got one original story and I haven't a- even aired it yet, so it's all either creepy pasta or I just Google random subject, scary story online, and then go. Find oh, that's it. cool, awesome. And you said you've been doing the show what? How long now? Since 2015, I think the end of 2015, something like that. Okay, cool, very cool. All right, so uh, everybody out there, go check out Happy Horror Coffee Break. Um, if you want to get creeped out and get all cozy by a fire and kind of press play. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I ask all the guests, uh, what is your history with the Brady Bunch? Did you grow up watching this or what you got? I remember watching it when I was younger. Um, it's well after, <laughs> well after it aired. Oh, since for born sure. in 88. <laughs> yeah. Since the show went off the air in like 74. <laughs> 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 did you watch like reruns and stuff growing up or yeah and it, just watching it earlier today that episode that we're going to talk about is the first time mm-hmm. i've watched it in a long time and just realized that it's not my kind of show man <laughs> <laughs> i was obvious. like this is rough <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> i listened to the last episode you just did uh 
last week, I believe. Could I listen to it earlier today? Yeah, yeah. Was that with uh, Dan Martin? Yeah. He's from um, the uh, um, 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 Beyond Terrestrial. Yes. Yeah, he was that the one. Jeopardy champion. That was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, you're talking about the the uh, Andy Griffith show one, and I know a lot more about Andy Griffith show. I could take that. <laughs> Brady, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> That's one I grew up and yeah. watched every episode of. Yeah, that was a good show. I love that. But you know, here's the thing: I only love the first like four or five seasons. <laughs> as soon as like Don Knotts left the show and it became color, it just wasn't as good. The show just wasn't as good anymore after that. Floyd had to sit. Yeah, and Floyd had to sit through everything and couldn't walk. And I love Floyd. I thought Floyd was like one of the greatest characters on that show. Yeah, he's still pretty so funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I struggled. I had I remembered all the characters' names in the Brady Bunch because there's Peter, Bobby, Tommy, Lashonda, Little Sanchez. <laughs> it was hard to remember. And them all. Urkel next door. Yeah, that Urkel one. next door. Yeah. <laughs> and then Florence Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Florence Anderson. Oh, Handy. Right. Oh, Aunt Flo. <laughs> All right. So, this is the part where we take our first break. And when we come back, we're really going to break this down and get into it. So, be ready. And we'll be back. potential listeners yeah i'm so sure happy horror coffee break old time horror radio show we take the best and worst <laughs> creepy pasta stories online and our finest of quality reenactors perform them for you in the style of old timey horror radio dramas everyone knows it's just you disguising your voice poorly no it's not besides we have an abundance of great guests there's music and t-shirts. And a bunch of dick and fart jokes. You're not wrong. <laughs> Catch us on all the major podcasts, thingamawarpers. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Schlapstick, Hard Knockers, and the rest. Idiot. Tune in every other Friday. There's a new episode. Or just stick your head in an oven. Same difference. Aries. <laughs> we need to have a little chat. <laughs> Toodles! The fourth hand joins. And we are back. All right. So we have The Brady Bunch, Season 1, Episode 19, entitled The Big Sprain. Let's get into this. Okay. Facts about the episode. Uh, let's see. First aired on February 6th, 1970. Written by Tom. I'm sorry. Tam Spiva or Spiva. I'm not sure how you say it. And directed by Russ Mayberry. Huh, Mayberry. Huh. There you go. It's like what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't really Bring have any around. fun facts. Yeah. 
All right, let's get into it. Let's fade in. Hey, if uh, if the Brady Bunch was a show today, because I didn't think they really rated it like they do things now, but what would that be like a TV rating now? Because <laughs> it's got a lot, a lot, a lot of sexual tension in this show. <laughs> <laughs> huh, we're going to get into that. We're going to unpack that here in a bit. <laughs> All right, so you ready to get started? Let's go. All right, so we fade in. We see Alice in the kitchen doing dishes. Mike walks in and offers to help. They discuss that Carol is away visiting her sick aunt. Mike questions whether or not Alice is going to be able to handle all of the work around the house single-handedly. Alice says, it'll be a breeze. Next, Alice says that she's got to get the apple pie left in the dining room to cool before the kids get to it. Well, there was before they got to that. I'm just going to throw this <laughs> because I remember writing yeah, this down. The sexual tension between Alice and Mike in this scene was just <laughs> rampant. Have you, have you, she goes, now, she's got to do this and this, and then washing the, and then pauses and kind of looks him up and down. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says she's a good able-bodied female and then wait. And then she pauses for a moment after that. And she's like, oh, I forgot about the sex change or something. Like, I don't know what the hell she was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> we uncover a lot of conspiracy theories on the show. So one of them is because, uh, you know, Alice used to be with Mike before. Like he hired Alice when he was single because his other wife passed away. Right. And he had three boys. And so he brought Alice into the marriage, you know. So the big conspiracy theory that we thought of here is that he used to fuck Alice, like, before he met Carol, you know, probably on the side, in the house, around the house. I don't you know. know if it's a used to deal. I think it's a, just whenever there's a, whenever it comes about. This is the <laughs> 60s, man. <laughs> Free love, man. <laughs> so, yeah, and so, so now they just got done talking about how Carol's out of town, and Alice is like, you know... <laughs> I'm a woman, and I can handle this. Remember, you know, I am an able-bodied female. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget that. If we're 100% Able sure of that. But yeah, body. she wasn't sure. She <laughs> had to think about it. <laughs> so Go ahead. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. So Alice is going, to, going into the dining room to get the pies off the table. All of a sudden, Alice slips and falls on a Chinese checkerboard with marbles everywhere and hits the ground. Mike comes rushing in, and Alice is on the floor holding her ankle, and he asks if she's okay. She says, my foot played a game of Chinese checkers and lost. Yeah, that's just not a sign of psychosis or whatever, PTSD or something on her end. Just <laughs> something just twisted my ankle backwards, and then she just gets up. Well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. Again. <Did> have that? <laughs> So Mike has the kids all, all mustered in the media room for an emergency family meeting. He announces that the doctor said that Alice has a bad sprain on her ankle. Bobby apologizes for leaving the checkers on the floor. Mike gets onto all the kids about the violation of the family rule about leaving toys around the house for people to trip on. Next, uh, Mike asks all the kids who's going to do all the cooking and the cleaning and all the work around the house while Alice is healing and your mother's out of town. The kids all kind of look at each other like, not me. Fuck that. I even think I saw like Jan say that. She goes, fuck that. Are we going to hire somebody else, Dad? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't we have, I mean, she's a temporary employee. We just get another one. What? Yeah. 
So <laughs> they didn't realize this was an actual question. Like, what? What do you do? What'd you do with the last one? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. She hurt her ankle. We take her out back and shoot her and get another one. <laughs> Maids are disposable, Dad. Come on now. So Mike tells them uh, that they all are going to have to pitch in and help out starting tomorrow after school. Uh, Greg asks about his practice after school, and Marsha asks about music lessons. Mike tells Greg that, oh, don't worry, I'll tell your coach that you're going to stay in shape. And Marsha, you can hum while you work. <laughs> all the kids finally give in after um, give in after Mike hearing excuse after excuse. Mike says it will start uh, with breakfast tomorrow. So next we see Alice in a room, and Mike comes in and sees Alice trying to walk. Mike I gets on to her though, about I was going to throw this in because I didn't know if you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's like your right job at the end of the day, uh, Peter was going like, "What did, would you believe that I'd be in the library all day?" And the dad just laughs yeah. at his fucking face. <laughs> yeah, he just knows he's an idiot and calls him out on it. Yeah. Okay, dumbass. That's what he's. <laughs> I've got two. Uh, I've got. <laughs> I've got five other kids. I don't really need to entertain that. You have any chance in a degree in anything? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna be a you're gonna be a fry cook when you get older. I'm pretty sure. I got plenty of other kids. Kids are disposed. Made. We've only got one fucking maid that we can have the entire time. <laughs> I got plenty of kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so Mike gets on to Alice about walking around. And he asks what he, she's trying to get, and he'll do it for her. She says uh, she's trying to get a into the closet to get a dress. Mike gets it out for her and comments how pretty the dress is and what she's planning on doing with it. She says, put it in mothballs. All right, I got to stop there. Is that something that people still do? <laughs> or is that like an old timey thing? <laughs> like, I know that you can use it to keep snakes out of your yard. I is that it? She worried about snakes getting It smells like a, smell like a dollar general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what she's concerned about? Snakes getting to her dress, maybe? <laughs> well, hey, Snake. He was just see the way he was looking at that dress, too. I swear to God. <laughs> so can I try that on later? Hmm. And she looks uh, so. like Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, if they do another remake, I think that's who they should use for Alice. For, for <laughs> she does have kind of a lesbian vibe about her, for sure. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, so she says you're going to put it in mothballs. Mike asks why. She continues with Saturday night is the, <laughs> this is so funny, is the annual meat cutters ball. <laughs> don't, want to, don't want to show up not smelling like mothballs to the meatball. The meatball. And Saturday night, I was going to wear this dress. Mike apologizes and goes on to say the kids are going to take over for all the chores around the house. Alice says, really? I hate to see the mess I'm going to have to deal with when I get well, which she ain't wrong. Uh, Mike ensures her that everything will run like clockwork, starting with breakfast. All right, so next scene, we cut to the girls in the kitchen the next morning attempting to cook breakfast. They're arguing and making a mess. Uh, and Cindy's over at the toaster, just kind of staring down at it, kind of beating it with a wooden spoon. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mike comes down and stares and comes down the stairs and sees all the boys standing at the bottom of the stairs and asked them if they've eaten breakfast yet. They said no, and Greg says, take my advice and stay out of the kitchen. Mike says they have to eat something before school. And I like how he gives them money here. 
He, he just has a wad of cash ready to go on his jacket. Ready to divvy up amongst <laughs> his boys. He's like, fuck the girls. They ain't my kids. This is Carol's kid and she ain't here. <laughs> here, boys, go get some breakfast. Go to McDonald's or something. The girls will just fuck girls. <laughs> and that was the whole thing. Like he had like $2 left, stuck it back in his pocket. He's like, I don't know what they're going to eat, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mike says that they have to eat something before school. He gives the boys money to eat something and then heads to the kitchen. Marsha and Jan are arguing in the kitchen. Mike walks in and says, good morning to them. They continue to argue. Mike interrupts and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't attack me before I've had my coffee. And he sits down at the table to eat. Marsha and Jan bring him a plate of eggs and his coffee. The eggs look absolutely terrible. And Mike takes a sip of his coffee and says it's a little strong. The girls continue to argue about how long they let the coffee percolate. Mike tells them to knock it off and asks what the problem is. The girls say uh, the boys were supposed to do the dishes, but, but they said that since they didn't eat, they didn't have to clean up. Mike says uh, they'll all work it out later that night. Mike looks down at his plate of eggs, and Jan says, <laughs> They look a lot better if Marsha hadn't dropped them on the floor. And Marsha says... I didn't drop the eggs on the floor. Just then Mike picks up his glass of OJ about to take a drink. And Martian continues, I dropped the OJ on the floor. And Mike stops and puts the glass back down. <laughs> I, don't know how you, I don't know how you drop OJ on the floor. I think so it was like, like a frozen thing or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that's right. But I, I mean, just like, first that. of all, you've frozen you concentrate. have these young girls that have been raised their whole life with a maid waiting on them hand and foot. You just fucking <laughs> expect them day one to be able to make you breakfast. Um, This is 1970. They should know. <laughs> <laughs> how old is a... Which one is the little one, Cindy, at this time? Cindy? Like five? Maybe five or six, maybe. And didn't know how to use a toaster. So he's just I watching her this whole time. How long is this scene? Is like five minutes long, just in there watching her the whole time, looking at a toaster. Yeah. What the hell do you think she's doing? She, toast, yeah, exactly. Burnt I mean, toast pops up. Make your own damn toast. there's smoke dead. coming out of it. Yeah, there's smoke coming out of it the whole time. And, and that, just like, crushing your five-year-old girl's dreams of making toast for her dad. Just take it with you and <laughs> no. throw it in the trash when you walk out. Don't even... He just said, fuck this. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Don't jump ahead now. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, let's see here. Where was it? Oh, okay. So she says, I dropped the OJ. Mike stops and puts the glass down. Then Mike looks at his watch and says, oh, gosh, I didn't realize how late it was. I'll just have to. I'll just have some toast, and they all look at Cindy. Cindy's been sitting at this toaster all morning, waiting for this toast to pop out with smoke coming out of it. Mike tells the girls to remind the boys that they have to do work as soon as they get home. Just then, the toast finally pops, and it's all black and smoky and burnt. And Cindy says, "Daddy, here's your toast." Mike so looks at sweet. it and says, "Yeah." He goes, I don't think I can eat another bite. And like, just like you said, he pulled it out and like threw it down on the plate and then walks towards the front door. <laughs> just fucking thrown it in her face. Yeah. So I got two idiots in the house now. <laughs> down to four kids possibly going to college. <laughs> it's getting cheaper by the minute. <laughs> so Alice is in her room resting and reading a book. 
Just then, Greg walks in and asks where the map is. I'm sorry, the mop. I can't even read my own typing. Asks where the mop is. She says, it's in the service porch. Greg says, it's not on the service porch, but Tiger is. Alice asks why Tiger was on the service porch. And Greg says, I accidentally left the sprinklers on and flooded the doghouse. Alice nods and Greg leaves. Then Alice thinks about it and says to herself, flooded the doghouse which is exactly what i thought that's what i was, I was thinking like, flooded too. the doghouse <laughs> they never and she has a worried look on her face <laughs> how do you flood a doghouse <laughs> all of a sudden uh, she hears a noise coming from the washing machine jan enters the room covered in soapy suds and says hi alice says hi jan too much soap in the washing machine jan says how'd you know and alice says esp Jan goes on to say that Peter is vacuuming up the soap suds now and that she's off to find the wash. Alice is like, find the wash? <laughs> Jan says, yeah. And she goes, it just sort of like floated off somewhere. <laughs> I'm backtracking a bit because I just noticed a note that I remember taking down. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> he said, what's with all the furor? <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. I was like, what did he just say? <laughs> And then one of the boys in the back go, Hi! <laughs> I wow. know what the word is, but the way he said it, he just goes, Fuhrer. Yeah, I've only heard that in reference to Hitler. That's the only way I've ever heard <laughs> it. Over-enunciated. Go ahead. That wasn't funny. <laughs> it's, I'll edit it to make that funny. It's good. <laughs> Put it back where it goes. <laughs> yeah. So Mike enters the local butcher shop where we see Sam the Butcher. Uh, they greet each other and Mike says that he'll take eight of the lamb chops and he comments on how the girls burnt the roast. Sam says, isn't Alice with you anymore? Mike says, oh, you didn't know. She Alice did. took a fall and is resting in bed with a sprained ankle. Sam asks if it's bad and Mike says no. Now I got a question like Alice hasn't told Sam like it's been like a day now. I find that weird that, like, that's, he's like her boyfriend, kind of, They're, like, right? in their late 50s, mid-60s, something like that. How old are these people? <laughs> and they're doing uh, this weird on-and-off-again, will-they-won't-they, Bert and Ernie bullshit. <laughs> Ross and Rachel, yeah. It's You're like, gonna die I, I just pretty don't know soon. Why. Just kill the kid. <laughs> God damn it. Especially when someone, one of them takes a fall at their age. I would imagine, you know, Alice would be like, Sam, you won't believe it. I, one of these damn kids. Yeah. One of these damn kids left their fucking Chinese checkers on the floor and I fell and broke and sprained my ankle. And now I know all these kids can't fucking take care of themselves because they've been fucking waiting on hand and foot their whole fucking lives. So they're going to make a shit show of the house and I'm going to have to fucking clean it up. Yeah, they're letting me stay in the bed, but he's taking it out of my pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, apparently she never even told Sam. So Sam's finding out this way. So now we see Mike and the girls in the kitchen attempting to cook dinner. Mike puts the lamb chops on a pan and puts it in the oven. Mike then asks, what's burning? So Jan says, it's probably Marsha's peas she's cooking on the stove. She didn't even put water in them. <laughs> and Mike looks at the pot and kind of just sighs. And Marsha says, it's probably the baked potatoes you put in the oven like three hours ago. And Mike's like, three hours ago? It looks in the Here's oven. Here's the fucking thing with that. He was just in the oven putting the, the pork chops in. Well, 
they do have double oven. So uh, well, that that totally ruins that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it might have been just, like you just set them on top of the potatoes, act like nothing's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mike decides and tells them, you know what? Throw everything away except the lamb chops. And Cindy's like, well, not my salad. That's not burnt. And he's like, all right, not the salad. But it was on the floor. So. <laughs> So just then, the phone rings, and it's Carol calling to check on things. Mike says that everything is going good and not to worry. Just then, Cindy jumps up and knocks over her salad on the floor. Oh, it was, was on the floor. It. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did knock it on the floor, yeah. And uh, asked to speak to Carol. He's like, She's like, I want to speak to Mommy. I want to speak to Mommy. And he's like, stop, stop. Meanwhile, the girls kind of argue in the background. She's, uh, she's causing, causing a disturbance, and then the other girls come over and interrupt, too, and they're like, oh, I want to talk to Mom. And then Mike is trying to explain to Carol that everything is good to go, not to worry. And Carol's like, what's going on over there? He's like, nothing, we're good. Then Greg comes over and says that he needs needs him because Peter's shirt is stuck in the vacuum cleaner. He continues to tell Carol there's not a problem. Just then Greg says, Peter is still wearing his shirt. And Mike's like, what? <laughs> and finally hangs up with Carol. All this commotion going on, this is also the same time when all this is going on. This is when I text you going, I'm falling behind. I'm falling late, man. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get through this episode. <laughs> so I know uh, how Mike felt. <laughs> I got my dumbest kid pulling at my shorts. Get off me. <laughs> Big-tailed idiot. And... Uh, and, of course, we know Peter, of course, gets his own shirt stuck in a vacuum, and Mike was probably like, yeah, that's that's no college Peter. So yeah, Peter that wasn't about on right. vacuum duty. What are you doing <laughs> with the vacuum? <laughs> He's got his dick stuck in the vacuum. <laughs> Peter's got his so, Peter in the back. Oh. <laughs> Why do you think we call him Peter? <laughs> now we see Sam in Alice's room checking on her, and he has brought her flowers and candy isn't that nice so sam asks to take a look at her ankle and says it looks pretty bad but then says uh he has to run because it's his bowling night alice says uh to go and reminds him that she probably won't be able to go to the ball on saturday night sam says oh no that's right and he's like well would you uh would you be terribly upset if i went anyway and he's like you know uh I'm on like the the party committee or whatever it is that it's called, and uh, Alice says no, not at all. Uh, but who are you gonna take? Florence. And Sam's like, yeah. So Sam's like, oh, I'll think of somebody. I gotta go. Ta ta. And then Sam leaves. What a dick. You know, I like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna be able. To go. Oh shit. All right. Well, you know what? I gotta I gotta run. Are you gonna take somebody? Eh, probably. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> now you lamo. Uh Mike walks in and comments how pretty the flowers are and offers to put them in water for. Her. She says, "That's okay, Mr. Brady. I think I can water them myself." And puts her face in the flowers. That's fucking sad and That's depressing. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is where we take our next break. So Alice has sprained her ankle, and the kids are making a mess of the house and can't seem to complete anything right. What and are Sam, we gonna do? Apparently, and Sam apparently is a cheating dick. So we will find out what is coming up and what will happen next with the Brady clan right after this break. We'll be back.
evening, ma'am. Hey, y'all. What can I do you for? Can I have a glass of Chardonnay? I'm sorry, darling. We don't serve that here. Any Merlot? I'm pretty sure you don't want these feet going nowhere near them grapes. Alrighty, how about a craft beer? Oh yeah, we got plenty of craft beer. Which one you want? No, not craft beer. Craft beer. Oh, no, hell no. I'm, I'm pretty sure the bar down the street serves that. Okay, well, what do you serve? I'm glad you asked. Welcome to the Backwoods Barcast. We serve up moonshine, cheap beer, bottom shelf liquor, and stories even harder to swallow. Join Nick and Brittany and the janitor Stephen as we discuss southeastern mysteries and mayhem, including but not limited to UFOs, true crime, the paranormal, and much more. So knock four times, grab a stool, let the bar talk commence, and as always, drink more beer. are back when we left off alice was trying to heal from the sprained ankle and the kids are destroying the house and sam is a cheating whore (laughs) but let's get back into this and see how they fix this one so greg and marcia are in the backyard and greg is shooting shooting some hoops Marsha reminds Greg that the boys need to help out around the house she doesn't remind you well first of all she got to get his attention and this is another weird family tradition of just a high strung sexual tension (laughs) okay go ahead (laughs) she stops and she goes all right you dazzling basketball star (laughs) with her eyes just glowing (laughs) you know if you listen to a couple episodes ago um (laughs) my guest was commenting on how it was a scene where greg had to go talk to Marsha, but Marsha was in her room and he goes, did you see how creepy he was? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he walks into the room and then he turns his back to the door and shuts the door with his back clunk. And then just kind of stares at Marsha. And then he goes on to ask her about, you're a girl, right? You know, and I'm a boy. And you know, it's like, he's like, I swear to God, I thought he was going to ask to fuck her right there. You know, <laughs> Uh, but He's right. Like, There's a sexual tension. No. <laughs> Remember, these are children at this point. <laughs> I mean, are they though? They've already been. <laughs> not, not they've now, already been but... uh, branded. They've already been. What's the? What am I looking for? They've been jaded uh, since they started the show. <laughs> yeah. So Greg and Marsha in the backyard, and Greg is shooting hoops. Marsha reminds him the boys need to help out around the house. Greg tells her that they're not because, you know, we didn't make the mess. You made it. You clean it up. Marsha says that they all need to step up or else Carol, their mom, will have to come home. And Greg finally agrees and that they they do need to help out. And he tells her to round up the girls and he's going to round up the boys. You know, Florence is the only one that beats anybody's ass around that house. <laughs> you think she so? shows up with the with the belt, takes it off of her mom jeans. <laughs> Mike's just like now, kids. <laughs> Next, we see all the kids in the media room, and uh, they all have weapons to clean the house in a very militant style. They yell charge, 
and all the kids scatter to clean up. Mike and Alice kind of notice from the kitchen that all the work that they're doing, and they seem surprised. They're like, huh. So some, some time passes, a little bit of a montage about all the kids stepping up, and they're all doing all this cleaning around the house from laundry to, to dishes to everything. The kids now make a special meal just for Alice and Mike and serve it up to them in a very fancy manner at the uh, dining room table. Um, <clears throat> so they serve it up to them. They're all like, ooh, this is nice. And, and it's a good meal. Everything is good to go. Next, we see Alice in the den on the phone with a friend, and she's trying to figure out who Sam is going to take to the ball. Uh, Mike enters, and Alice uh, says that she's called every girl her and Sam know, and nobody seems to know who Sam is going to take to the ball. Mike suggests that he's most likely just going stag. Alice says, stag? The only stag Sam knows is when someone brings in a deer uh, for him to butcher. God, I butchered that fucking joke is what I did. <laughs> Alice says, oh, well, what does it matter? 24 hours from now, Sam will be on the dance floor and just ho-hum, poor me. Uh, so Mike enters the butcher shop once again. Sam asks how Alice is doing. Mike says that she's doing better, but still having some issues. Um, Sam goes on to say, well, I guess I have to take someone else then, huh? And he justifies this with Mike by saying, you know, well, people expect more from me being in the union and also part of the entertainment committee. And, you know, I kind of have to go to these things. And yeah, they got to know Mike's just fun, like, man. you know, yeah, he's like, I'm a fucking happening dude. I'm part of the union and fucking entertainment committee of the fucking butchers union. <laughs> you know, it's like, bitch, All I'm somebody four of us. <laughs> yeah. And Mike says like, hey, man, that's your business. You ain't got to justify nothing to me. Um, bros before hoes, right? And puts his fist out and the fist bump. It was just an <laughs> odd episode. <laughs> Mike has a meeting again with the kids in the media room. This time, Mike says that he wants to thank them for all the hard work they've been doing. Marcia says that they feel bad because they've ruined Alice's love life with Sam. Mike tells them not to worry about it and take the night off and enjoy themselves. And then Mike leaves the room. Doors open, kids. The kids, uh, <laughs> the kids all talk, and they decide that they have to do something. They gotta save Sam and Alice, so they gather a plan. Oh boy, here we go. So next we see Alice in her room reading a book. Marsha and Jan walk in and say that they're about to have a feast in the kitchen, and they ask her to join them. She declines. She's like, nah, I need, just need to rest. Nah, and I saw the good. breakfast you made the other day. Let's leave that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. So they walk out. Just then Peter and Greg come in and say that, Alice, you got to come out here. You got to check this out. There's this wrestling match on. It's badass. You should, you should see it. And then uh, she also declines again. She's like, no, thanks, boys. I appreciate it, but I'm all set. And, of course, here comes Bobby and Cindy. And they ask her to play cards with them. And Alice asks, well, what game? And Cindy says, old maid. And Alice looks sad. She's like, huh. And Bobby says, that was dumb to Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they walk out. <laughs> so Alice says to herself, she's like, huh. A feast in the kitchen. A wrestling match. A game of cards. I better go see what's up. And she gets out of bed and leaves the room. So we see Marsha and Greg in the living room 
talking about how they all failed. Um, and Alice comes walking out and calls them out for trying to distract her about what she's really missing that night. And Jan asked, I think I said Marcia and Greg in the meeting, but it's actually Marcia and Jan we're talking. They're so anyway. all the same. <laughs> so Alice calls them out, you know, and then Jan's like, how did you figure that out? And Alice says, ESP again, Jan. She tells the girls to go to bed, not to worry about her. She could take care of herself. Just then the doorbell rings and it's Sam. Sam's at the door. So Sam says that he couldn't go to the ball without her and get, even brings her a corsage for, and puts it on her wrist. Or no, puts it on her robe. She's wearing like a shows it in her face and she puts it on. <laughs> yeah. Mike sees that Sam has shown up. The kids. Oh, so Mike walks out and sees that Sam has shown up and gets a smile on his face. Uh, the kids also notice it from upstairs, too, and Mike tells them to be quiet and go back to bed. So, let's see. So, a day or so goes by, and uh, Jan comes running into the house and says that Mommy just pulled up, and she's she's in the driveway, and she's like, oh, let's go meet her. And, you know, and so they all go running to meet, uh, meet her. Mike even is running from his den <laughs> to go meet Carol, and she just pulled up. And Alice was busy, like, vacuuming and dusting around the living room. And so Alice goes, well, hey, I want to go see her, too. So she starts to run and then trips over her own cord from the vacuum and falls to the floor. Yeah, she does. And Mike comes, Mike comes running back in and was like, hey, who left this cord across the floor? And Alice says, he said, who left the I'm vacuum afraid. out? Yeah, and that then was I'm just who like, the who, the, who out? the fuck else in the house knows how to vacuum, Mr. Brady? Exactly. Who the fuck you think? Nobody else. You think Peter's dick is fucking caught at the other end of this is, thing? Is Come Peter on, attached to it right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be keeping that damn thing in his bedroom. It's not going to be out in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so she said, uh, I'm afraid that was me, Mr. Brady. And then they laugh. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So what did you think of this episode of the Brady Bunch? Uh, rough. <laughs> it was rough. It wasn't the best episode, but it's still entertaining as hell to me. I think it's. I mean, it's so stupid. It's funny for me. It's. I mean, back in the day, maybe, and then when I was younger, it's a wholesome show. But then I go back and look at it now, and you kind of know the know the uh, like uh, behind the scenes stuff with the Brady Bunch and all that, and just. Yeah. <laughs> It's good times. <laughs> it was good times for somebody. <laughs> for a few of them. <laughs> not so much for uh, Robert Reed, who played Mike Brady. He did not have good times. <laughs> so yeah. he, he fucking hated being on that show. But All right. Well, hey, man. All right. So this is your chance to plug whatever it is you want to plug. Go for it. Uh, hey, let's plug fourth hand, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Fourth Hand. So you're also part of the Fourth Hand Media Network, and uh, we got a lot of good shows on there. Is there any shows on there uh, that you really enjoy? I uh, I got uh, My Worst Holiday and the uh, Backwoods Barcast guys. I got them to jump on. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had um, yeah, I had Mr. Holiday on here uh, a few weeks back um, from that show. Um, uh, Hysteria 51, I've been listening to them uh, 
I want to say for a while, but I started listening to them after I started doing my show, and I'm like, hey, they got a robot too. Let me see if I can be friends. And I actually got <laughs> them. Uh, uh, Brent and John jumped on the very first episode of season three when I actually started doing the doing the, the old time radio show style. Oh, nice! They're nice. on that first yeah. episode. Yeah, I started listening to them almost back when they they must have only had like maybe less than 30 episodes when I started listening to them. It was a, several, a few years ago. And I was just like, this show is awesome. <laughs> and I just love it. And I never miss an episode now. Um, yeah, I've had them on, not this show. Well, I've had Brent and his wife Lisa on the show a couple times. Um, but I, I used to do other podcasts too. This is probably like my third or fourth podcast I've done. Um, and they've been on guests on my other shows. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And I've been on Hysteria 51 uh, two, three times now. So I plug my show. Good I times. mean, I want people to listen to it. I'm not going to uh, say that it's a great show. <laughs> Why not? I'm not, not going to try to fool anybody. I mean, it's I do it for me. I do it because it's fun. I I have yeah. fun doing it. I go, I'm really narcissistic, so I like going back and listening to my voice over and over. <laughs> I, do, I do the same. I listen to my own shows all the time. <laughs> but I got to yeah. do it because I'm the only way. It's 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 all recorded. Like, I'll, I'll go find the story, I'll edit it into a uh, script, kind of. Yeah. Record it. If somebody else wants to jump on, that's great, because then they can record on and do all that. But then i got to go back and edit it all together. And it's not like this, where it's like an interview and stuff. i got to sit there and, like, make it sound like it flows into, like, a uh, a show, like mm -hmm. a radio show. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. No, I got to, you ain't going to explain that to me. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a filmmaker too, so I do with a lot of editing video and stuff like that. So I know all about that. No, but I mean, man, I mean, if if people are into really goofy shit, they'll be into the show. Because uh, there's a show, there's so many podcasts, that there's a show for everybody, and there's an audience for every show. Somebody listens to my show. Somebody once <laughs> uh, left a review and said that it's like a knockoff Sven was hosting Space Ghost and tried to do an MST3K but instead vomited all over the place. <laughs> it was still a five-star review. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. I'm on the same network as you, uh, Fourth Hand. They can find me, fourthhand.com. They can find it at uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, iHeartRadio. It's on everywhere. Hey, guys, go out there and check out Happy Horror Coffee Break. And also check out Fourth Hand um, Media Network. There's a, there's a link to it on, on my site, which is uh, verybradypodcast.com, and you can click on the Fourth Hand Network link, and then that'll take you over to that page. And check out all the shows there. There's some really good shows there. Um, good times, good times. Uh, anything else, man? I know, but thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> I still hate the Brady Bunch. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you roll around to the Andrew Griffith Show podcast, I'll come back on. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll see you, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, thanks. thanks, man. You too. All right. Hey, I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by. And come on back here every Monday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Hey, go ahead and check out AVeryBradyPodcast.com. If you ever wonder what I look like, I got pics up on there. You can also see pictures of our past guests as well that have been on the show. Read little bios about them. And you can contact me at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, any questions you have, or maybe you want to tell me that you hate a certain episode. Who knows? 
or even give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Again, that's 804-446-1901. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. You can also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description of this episode. Join in on the conversation in the Facebook group. It's called a Very Brady Facebook group. So get in there, get on the conversation, post memes. I don't care. Just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, I've been Tack and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.